Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Better than love. From a smile on the rings, highly invincible. Wider out, Jack O'Connor's held up. But Major Thinker stormed up to hit the lead from Harry Who. Put two metres on him. Third quarter, 28.2. And the favourite goes for home, Major Thinker from Harry Who. Then came Better Than Love. Jack O'Connor makes late ground the inside. It's Major Thinker in front from Jack O'Connor, who's eating up the ground late, but the favourite gets there. Major Thinker wins the first and beats Jack O'Connor. A photo third. Either Harry Who or a smile on the wings. Major Thinker for Lisa and Mark Pitt and that wonderful Mick Boots man. I'd love to get him on the show, but uh, he's reluctant. Uh, anyway, Jack O'Connor into second, a smile on a winks into third spot, and Harry Who was pretty good into fourth spot. I had Danny Caron on last week, so I think a few would have been cheering him home. But Steve, major thinker, looked the class runner in the race and uh, no matter what way it seemed to play out, it was always going to be the horse to beat. And once uh, Mark Pitt got him into that beautiful spot, he was—he uh, really looked the winner from a long way out. Thing too, when you're three back the fence and uh, pretty much boxed in with the favourite and all of a sudden the horse in the desk seat grabs hold that far back that you're just able to pop off the fence and into the death seat, it, uh, yeah, it certainly does help. And uh, he got the luck, and the punters would have been quite happy once Mark got off the fence, and then he had clear running from then on. And once he let launch down the back, his horse can really sprint and uh, hold mm. that sprint for a long, long way. So they went early speed, sort of wasn't too bad. Um, when you look at the sectionals, 28.6 was a nice first quarter, tapped the brakes down to a 30.9. And then the leader's gone 28-2, but Major Thinker has gone 27-8, 27-3. So once it hit full speed, it really held that pace for a long, long way. Jack O'Connor found the line exceptionally well. He's knocking on the door for another win after dead heating a couple of runs back. A smile and a winks was good. Harry Hu, as you said, was good out in leading and even better than love. Uh, yeah, you know, good. sort of. First half a dozen horses, I thought, all went quite well. It was uh, a quite a good finish for the first race of the night. Yeah, and even highly invincible down in seventh. Uh, I think he's a better horse when he's in front and rolling. So I know he's ODM at the moment, and he's not doing everything right in the scoring in the score up. But he will win a race soon. Uh, highly invincible, I believe. Anything for the black book, mate? Not much out of this whole meeting, actually. So uh, nothing for race one. Yeah. Okay. Very good. The the lead rate here, right, was 29.7, and that's to the 1,200-metre mark over the 17.20-metre races. The quickest of the night was the Great Southern Star Final. It was even quicker than the Bonanza. How's that for a first that? <laughs> that is humming. That is amazing, isn't it? When you think, and just believe was three wide for that entirety of that 500 metres, just to put some things in perspective. They went quicker to the 1,200-metre mark than... Then this, the Pacers, then the two heats of the Great Southern Star and the Bonanza, the quickest of the night, was that Great Southern Star final. So, yeah, they they didn't go lightning hard at any stage in this race, but they went pretty good. 154.4 is pretty good mile rate by anyone's yeah. standards.
Yeah, it certainly is. And as I said, any of these horses could be coming out and winning soon. Um, you know, barrier draws and, and run dependent, I suppose, is all that it is that's going to separate them. Do, do you take him to Sydney, Major Thinker, for a look at some of the better four-year-old races over the next few weeks with an eye to potentially qualifying for a Chariots of Fire? I think he's a level below that, but maybe he's not. Maybe he would step up into that. Well, he's had nine starts now and won six of them. And it, I, look, it really comes down to what sort of uh, opinion the camper got of him. I've, you mm. know, I've never sat behind him. I don't know his actual levels. But if they've got an opinion of him, then I wouldn't be surprised that they do take him up there. Yeah, because Mark will be going up for other drives, etc. So it seems yep. to look like it'd be worth him having a little tilt at it. I'm just checking. He's not in the betting at all for uh, the Chariots of Fire. But, you know, there's a lot of horses I would have ahead of him. But we just don't know how deep he is. And he looks like a Menangle horse. Is that... Or am I off the mark there? Does he look like a Menangle horse to you, if that makes any um... sense? Sort of hard to tell. The way he holds his speed for such a long time, I think that would certainly help him because it is such a long run in. You find a few horses can sprint a few hundred metres really quick and then sort of peter off, but that long menangle straight can sort of sort them out very quickly. But this horse, as I said, you know, he's holding that 27 speed, you know, for the full last half, running 55-1. So uh, I don't think you'd, you know, I don't think Menangle would be any kind of worry for him. It just comes down to, I suppose, ability-wise. I mean, the horses he's beating, I probably wouldn't be taking any of those up there if I, you know, was training them. So I yeah. suppose it all comes down to what exactly Mark and Lisa think of the horse being such a lightly raced fella. Um, you know, only time will tell. Race two was the Yabby Dam Far- Farm's Great Southern Star first heat. He's all muscle. And next is Majestuoso. Off the back in 28.2. It's Call Me The Breeze now let down by Nathan Jack and the French bred trotter shot away. Call Me The Breeze. Into the straight has put a gap on them very quickly. Keying Ignite went for a gallop. He's all muscle. Majestuoso, Mafasa Metro. But what about this? Call Me The Breeze. Call Me The Breeze wins by 20. Second in is He's All Muscle. Third, Mafasa Metro. Call me the breeze winning the first heat of the Happy Dam Farms Great Southern Star and a stunning mile rate really of 153.4 by well Dan said 20 was pretty close really 18 and a half metres to He's All Muscle and Mafasa Metro back in third and oh Steve he just he just exploded away from him call me the breeze didn't he Nathan really didn't urge him either he just trotted like a really the superstar horse he really is yeah absolutely and uh one thing that i noticed this like saturday night compared to ballarat yeah he trotted so differently so so differently i know they put a head check on him and they made some gear changes with him and whatnot but what they've done with him has just given him obviously the the comfort the balance to do what he needs to do right and he just looked like so much of a different horse than what he did at Ballarat. And I was really impressed with that run at Ballarat too, behind Just Believe. So uh, I wasn't surprised to see him do what he did the way he was trotting because, uh, yeah, he looked a totally different horse. And uh, Nathan obviously knew that that was the case. He drove him ultra uh, confidently. And, uh, yeah, he was just far too good in that heat. He just, when he said go, he just let him rip. 26.92 was his individual last quarter there you go 26.92 out on his own yeah and yeah he was just free-flowing trotting and just looked like he could 
he was just doing it in, on his, you know, on the bed. And uh, Anton Galino spoke afterwards about how, like six weeks ago, this horse, he thought, oh, we haven't got much here. And he put a galloping pacemaker alongside him. And, and for whatever reason, the horse just responded to that galloping pacemaker. And uh, he's been a different horse since. And, and, and Anton also spoke about, how this is so different for him, this experience, mm. because every sort of other horse he's ever trained, he's had from a baby or even from before they were born in a sense. So yeah. this has been a real challenge for him. And I think he felt a bit of pressure and well, like he is, he's a stunning trainer. He delivered, he's delivered under that pressure, hasn't he? He certainly has. Uh, he's a very level-headed person, Anton. He doesn't yeah. sort of get ahead of himself or anything like that, but I'm sure he certainly was feeling a little bit of pressure going into Saturday night. But one thing that stuck with my mind was when they trialled him mm. and Bronte did an interview um, that was on the trots.com with Nathan after the trial, and you could just see what Nathan thought of this horse. He, he wasn't getting off him. Um, you know, he'd been driving on ready jet. Uh, a horse that he probably wouldn't have jumped off any other time, but he's jumped off it to drive this bloke and and stuck with him. He knew exactly what he had under the ta- under the bonnet, and uh, it just had to all come sort of I suppose all play out the right way, and that's exactly what happened Saturday night. Everything just fell into place. They got that gear right, and uh, and yeah, we got to see exactly what Nathan knew he had and was getting very excited about leading up to this race. Yeah, he his old muscle was good. I think for yep. where where he's at to run second and beat Mafasa Metro, I think that was a really good effort. Uh, the the Hammers Law Majestuoso, and I did mention this last week that what happens if a horse gallops across the line and uh, is relegated, but then the timing comes into play, <laughs> and yeah, it could have been it could have been a curly question, but it didn't uh, eventuate in the end, so we didn't have to worry about how to deal with that, but. Uh, Majest- well, I, th- I think you simply just have to put Hammer's Law in before Majestuoso's time and then Majestuoso against the next horse, I suppose. that's. I think it, I think the way it would have worked is that Majestuoso gets Hammer's Law's time, but gotcha. Hammer's, Hammer's Law gets in ahead of him. That's, yeah. that's the principle, I think, of how gotcha. it works. So, so they run off the same time. Yeah, yep. yeah. They run off the same time Hammer's Law gets in because the other heat... They, the, a horse could have split the two of them and then it could yeah. have got really... It got messy. <laughs> really messy. But it did it. Uh, so we don't have to worry about it this year. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know about doing it off times. Maybe it should be just the straight top five. But, yeah, anyway. That's... I, I, look, I don't mind it because it creates racing. And, and that's something that, you know, if you're going around in the second heat and, and they've gone flat out in the first one, well, you know, hang on, I've got to run top three. If we're not going to break that that mark we need to really get on our skates and do something you know we hear constantly people say oh maybe we need to offer a bonus for uh early part in racing to get people up and moving and making things happen well i think that that's exactly what this does so i quite like the idea of the timing factor and you know if you're in that second heat and you don't get your horse to qualify well that's that's up to you sort of thing so yeah i I don't mind it at all yeah well that, that the intrigue for the second heat was that fact that you mentioned that if they don't run really hard, you have to finish top three. Now, 
uh, with Just Believe drawing the inside second row, I'd made it pretty public. I was concerned he wouldn't run a place. So, and, and like now, in hindsight, we, well, four horses made mistakes, basically. So. Oh, he was off. Yeah. It didn't matter if they made mistakes or not. He was already off the fence, but we'll go through that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, but the intrigue, there was some serious intrigue around... Who are the Times. top? Who are the top three going to be in this race? Because if they don't run hard, then someone is going to miss out. In Queen Elida and Olavici, it would have been if it was just the top three. And in the end, it ended up Queen Elida ended up getting through as a, it was a four six split, not a three seven. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of intrigue going into this race, and it just showed the crowd. And that's what we want. Yeah, we want intrigue. And and the crowd were in in for it. You know, like there was. The crowd, when we did the barrier draw, everybody it felt like was huddled around that winning circle, Steve, to watch it yep. on course. Like they were engaged with it, then, and the you know everyone was watching that un- unfold. And then uh, when when we celebrated Chris Elford's uh, seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine winning <laughs> achievement, which it's regardless, it was a great opportunity Absolutely. to just celebrate what he's done. Everybody yeah. was there and engaged with it again. So it was a couple of massive ticks for Harness Racing and Harness Racing Victoria, putting, bringing all that together on the night. Yeah, well, I had uh, spoke to some owners yesterday who'd come over from South Australia and yeah. uh, they, they went to Hunter Cup night and uh, um, they, they just said it was just amazing. They said they had an absolute brilliant night and they said we're probably actually going to come across more often now for the big races than what they'd sort of generally do so you know there's a tick you're reaching people from interstate already that have been there and uh and they'll be back for more of the big races just simply because of how good a night it was what well, one of the racing.com guys was interesting because he was sort of like how long has this been going on like this this is awesome <laughs> you know and it's yeah. like well look to be honest it's not every week but yeah but yes it's uh yeah it was just one of those nights where it all just seemed to come together